I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Living in the riches of my Lord and King, I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do, believe He'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. The Lord told me how He wants me to be to abide in Him and His Word in me. Anything I ask Him. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Covenant Living Broadcast. Glory to God. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you. I give you all the praise and all the glory for all that you are doing in our lives and in this planet. I'm telling you, I am so grateful that the next move of God, a great awakening, is sweeping planet Earth even as we speak. I thank you and give you all the glory and all the honor for every good and perfect gift that comes down from above, that comes out from within our spirits, where your word has taken root and is growing and growing and producing harvest in our lives, sir. I'm so grateful, and I am so honored to be able to deliver your word to the people. I'm asking you that you think through my mind, speak through my lips, that the communication will be given accurately, and it will be received and heard equally as accurately. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, we have had a fun couple weeks. Week before last, we discussed, or, or broadcast before last, we discussed our lot in life and how it is vastly different, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, than what a lot of people use that expression to describe. And then last, uh, last time, we discussed how we should be totally, totally submerged immersed, saturated in the Word of the living God, the living, powerful Word Himself in whom we live and move and have our being. Because without an, an, a working, intimate, revealed knowledge of the Word People perish. They come up short. They fail in their lives. They're not living entirely complete all the way to the end, spirit and soul and body, the way our lot in life should be. And so we spent some time last broadcast discussing living in the Word and the, the life and light being contained in the Word. But we were told in, in uh, Proverbs 4, Joshua talked about keeping it before our eyes, keeping it in our ears, meditating on it, our imaginations, speaking it. So how do we actually do that? Okay? Well, grab your Bible and let's, uh, let's take a Holy Ghost trip and find out how we put that into action. We're going to start off today in the book of Romans. So if you wouldn't mind, or maybe even if you do mind, turn it over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. 
what we got going on here. I got a, a marker that's trying to cause issues. Oh well, so much for being marked. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. And look at me. Look at verse 2 with me. And be not conformed to this world. Alright, stop right there. Be not conformed to this world. Well, if we're not supposed to be conformed to the world, what are we supposed to be conformed to? I'm glad you asked. Turn a couple chapters back to Romans chapter 8. And let's look at... Let's see here. All right, here we go. Romans chapter 8. And verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, I don't know how many numbers there is, but my number's in there somewhere. I'm part of those many brethren. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you, like like I used to say, I'll tell you one something. I am one of those many brethren, and I have been conformed to the image of his dear son. Now, who is that? Jesus. All right? Now, Translate and meditate. Conformed to the image of the Word of God. Aha! Ha ha ha! Now we're getting somewhere here. So, go back to, to chapter 12. Be thou not conformed to this world. Okay, so let's substitute... We can do it biblically. We saw what we're supposed to be conformed to, correct? We're supposed to be conformed to the image of the Son, to the Word, correct? All right. And be you conformed to Jesus, and be you conformed to the Word. How? Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that acceptable or that good and acceptable and perfect will or plan of God. Now tell me that's not rich with revelation because go back to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. That is the purpose, the plan, the will of God for your life. That you may, that you may be complete and entire, wanting nothing. That's not First Thessalonians, but basically it says the same thing. That is your lot in life. That you may com- may be made complete, completely to the end, spirit and soul and body. Well, there's how you do it. Be conformed to the image of the Word transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that out. 
that you may live and demonstrate. That means be an example. Prove it out. Test it. Show others. This is how you do this. This is how you can live successful. You know, that's one one uh, one way to preach the gospel. You know, it's it. You know, uh, the quote's been attributed to different people, but, but there's a there's a saying that says, "Go forth and preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words." Okay, that you live your life this way. You prove out what is the perfect and acceptable, the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, the plan of God for your life. Well, you know what that plan is and you know what your lot on life is supposed to be. So go about living that, demonstrating it to the world, demonstrating it to other believers so that they know it's possible, that they, they know that this can be done. We, we, we try our very best as a family to do that. Uh, my, my kids have never been to a doctor. They've never been hospitalized. Um, they, I, I take that back. They have been to a doctor. They were to a doctor for their wellness checkups. And sure enough, they said, oh, yeah, they're well. <laughs> That's it. Now, does that mean we haven't had challenges? No. We had, if, you, if you've watched these, uh, these broadcasts very long, then you saw Nikki's testimony where she had her hand broken. But we didn't have to go to the doctor because it was supernaturally healed before we needed to go to the doctor. And Ryan's uh, shoulder with his football, uh, dislocation issues, supernaturally by the power of God, healed and restored completely, hasn't had a, hasn't even tried to dislocate for a long, long time, even though he does CrossFit and, and different workout programs and still plays football and just all kinds of things. You need to live this life, prove it out, and be an example of the plan and will of God for everyone's life so that they know that it's attainable. Glory to God. Live in the Word. It goes right back to that. Whew, man, I, I, you know, I used to get upset when I just kind of, you know, I had these points, you know, A, B, C, D, and I'm going along here, and then next thing I know, I go over here and talk about something else for a little while. And I was listening, I remember what Brother Hagen used to say, you know, sometimes the side journeys help us as much as the as the uh, the plan. <laughs> so, hey, you know, I just work here. We'll just go wherever the Holy Ghost says. So, be you conformed to the Word, to Jesus, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now we're starting to touch into this. You remember meditation, meditate in my Word, day and night. Keep it in your ears. Keep it before your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart, for it is life. Glory to God. Now, let's go from there and go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where my marker was supposed to be before it decided to um, try to rebel and not keep my spot. But that's okay, because I can find it without it. It just takes a little bit uh, longer than flipping over there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And look with me at... Oh, let's see. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God 
to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalts themselves against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, we are going to spend some time in this verse, these verses, and we're going to dig around because just like last week, this one I is just bursting with revelation. And so let's go back here and we're going to start in verse 4. For the weapons. Now, if you look that word up in the Greek, it is specifically referring to offensive weapons. Okay? So, where do we learn about weapons? Yep, Ephesians 6. So turn over there real quick. I want to look at something. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna start laughing. I just got a feeling you're going to see the wonderfulness of God. And joy is going to rise up in you. Glory to God. Who took Ephesians? Oh, there it is. Okay. Ephesians chapter 6. Now, uh, it talks about the armor of God. You're familiar with this, this passage. Go all the way down through the helmet of salvation, uh, the shield of faith. Okay, but what I want to center up on is verse 17. I have all of this armament. Okay, out of all this armament, what is the offensive weapon that's talked about? Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, what do you know about that? There we are back at the Word. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? I love it. I love it. I love the Word of God and how it works together and how the Holy Spirit brings it all into into. Uh, uh, a, a, a complete fabric of living life. Glory to God. The sword is the offensive weapon listed in our armament here. But it gets even better than that. Check this out. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That word, word, is rhema. So, this has got two different sides to it. You know, uh, Brother Hagin talks about an old, bless his, bless his heart, an old uh, uh, seminarian who used to say, and it, and, it, and it just holds, it's held true for Brother Hagin, holds true for everybody that's a student of the Word. Studying the Word of God is like climbing a mountain. If you climb one side of the mountain, you see a certain view. But if you climb the other side of that same mountain, you're going to see a, a whole totally different view. Well, which one's right? It depends on which side of the mountain you're on. They're both right. It just depends on what you need and where you are at the time. So I want you to give this some consideration. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay? That word, word, is rhema, the spoken Word of God. Now look at two different aspects of this. Not only is it the spoken word of God as far as you hearing it being spoken, 
okay, through an anointed uh, preacher of the gospel, through the Holy Spirit speaking to you directly, all right? So not only is that your sword, that's when you that's when you obtain training with your sword, that's when you get uh, a proficient with your sword, it's when you obtain the possession of your sword, but then using the sword as a weapon in your hand to effect the changes that you need to make in your life. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For the weapons of our warfare, strong for pulling down of strongholds, or powerful, mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of imaginations. Okay, so now we're talking about the sword of the Spirit, but we're talking about the spoken word. You have to put the word in your mouth and speak it out before it's the sword of the Spirit that, are, that is mighty through God. You got that? You see that? The spoken word is being spoken by you when it's the sword of the Spirit that's your weapon that is mighty through the pulling, for the pulling down of strongholds and for casting down imaginations. Not all imaginations. Not all imaginations. We talked about this in the last broadcast. You've been given your imagination as a part of your soul to envision and speak things into existence, call things that be not as though they were. That's what your imagination is for. But it says, casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against your knowledge. My people perish for a lack of knowledge that exalts itself against your knowledge of God. Translate and meditate that exalts itself or puts itself in opposition to your knowledge of the Word. You have to cast down every imagination and every high thing, every high thought, every high thing that exalts itself against your knowledge of the Word. For example, you're laying there And all of a sudden you see, you imagine your children old enough to drive. They're out driving somewhere. You're not even sure where. But you see them have this terrible, awful, horrifying wreck and they die. Well, Isaiah 53 says, Great shall be the peace of my children. Well, that word peace means nothing missing, nothing broken, soundness, completeness. So here I've got this imagination that's talking to me and showing me pictures of them being killed. Here I've got my knowledge of the word of God that says great is the peace of my children. So now I know that thing needs cast down. By the word of God. So I start speaking Isaiah 53 and all of the others. Psalm 91, the whole psalm. And I start speaking and I say, no, I cast that imagination down. I cast it down. Great is the peace 
of my children. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And so do my children. My children are taught of the Lord. And you just use your sword, the spoken word, and cast that imagination down. Bless God. It has no right to be there. This is a part of the renewing of your mind to be conformed to the image of the Word, the image of the Son, and be transformed into that image. Glory to God. This is how you do it. Now look at this. Casting down imaginations and every high thing, every high thought, every high anything that exalts itself against your knowledge of God, of the Word, and bring, bringing into captivity to the Word, to the obedience of Christ that we're going to see, every thought. Again, like I said in a previous broadcast, I looked up every and it means every. All thoughts. Every single one of them. Don't ever, 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 ever Go to sleep thinking fear, doubt, and unbelief. Don't ever do it. I don't care if you have to stay up all night, walking the floor, and saying, speaking out the word. Don't go to sleep and let that work in your mind. Every thought, every single one. Don't let one of them little suckers sneak away. You got that? Alright. Into, bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. Now, the obedience of Christ. That means that you need to be thinking something because uh, you can't just think nothing. You know, you got this you got this thought going on and you cast that thought, you cast that imagination down. Now what? What 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 are you going to be What are you going to replace it with? Well, I'm glad you asked that because that's what we're going to talk about on the next broadcast. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) I thought I was going to get all the way through this, uh, this, these notes and and everything on this broadcast, but obviously it's it's not happening because we are out of time. But it's okay because we're going to pick it up next time. Now that you can, now that you've used your sword of the spirit, by speaking the word, and we've cast down the imaginations, we've cast down the thoughts that are against the word, now what do we do? Alright, we're going to pick up there next week. You have a wonderful week. Go back and listen to the last two weeks, and then pick up this one, and let them all flow together. And uh, the Holy Spirit's going to start building a picture for you, building a picture for you, building, weaving a tapestry. Because what our goal is, is living The life God intended. Have a wonderful week. And don't forget that Jesus is Lord.